If you could hear the stories that I've heard, you would think twice before you would go anywhere near something that is in the domain of the occult. You'd stay away from Ouija boards. You'd stay away from tarot cards. You'd stay away from mediums. And if you heard what I have heard over a number of decades now, you would think twice about what you would do on Halloween. For example, if you heard what I heard from the lips of Ellen, a young woman who was ritualistically abused and especially abused on Halloween, you'd think twice about uh, exposing your little ones to something that eventually, as they get older, is an invitation to embrace the spirit world and could be an open door to the enemy. That's the reality of the day in which we live. And as I see it, having looked back over several decades, today we are seeing massive demonic deception in our culture. We have people who are dabbling with demons and are public about it. So we as believers in Jesus Christ, we need to understand this reality. And we have done our best as a ministry to try to alert the body of Christ that the spirit world is real and we're in a battle. And you would think that all that's in the Bible, we would look at it and go, that's absolutely correct. But in large measure, we pay lip service to the biblical realities. That's why I have over the years featured men like C. Fred Dickinson, Mark Bubeck, uh, Jim Logan, Neil Anderson, and others who are solid biblicists who have helped people in this area. Now, I've spent some time counseling people in this area as well, and that exposure has brought me to this point where I want to say, wake up, body of Christ. Understand, we are in an incredible spiritual battle, and when we come to something like Halloween, we can't play games. This is serious, and this is an invitation to, to many to begin to walk a path in which they open up the door to the enemy. Not some time back, I spent some time with C. Fred Dickinson, who I featured on the broadcast. In fact, we talked about his book recently, uh, Dangers of the Spirit World. Outstanding book. I hope you'll secure a copy. I appreciate what Dr. Erwin Lutzer, one of the few pastors, by the way, that addresses this. Dr. Lutzer said this, This book is a wake-up call to believers who are often unaware of this invisible enemy who attacks them. Their families and churches not thinking, Dr. Lutzer, he nailed it. Believers who are often unaware of our invisible enemy. We are. And we can turn to Ephesians 6 and see that our battle's not with one another, flesh and blood, but with principalities and powers, and yet we don't get it. How the Lord Jesus Christ dealt with the demoniac. And we can see the 70 that were sent out and were able to deal with demonic spirits because they were given the authority of Jesus Christ even before he was crucified, died, buried, and defeated Satan. Well, sometime back, I did talk to C. Fred Dickinson about Halloween. Now, here's a man that has counseled dozens of people who have been taken in by the occult, who know precisely what goes on on Halloween. And Fred started out giving just a little bit of background that is valuable to know. Well, Halloween is the major holiday for Satanists and uh, witchcraft people. There are three major uh, holidays. For individuals, the most important day is their birthday. 
But for the group, Walpurgisnacht, which is uh, April 30th, and uh, Halloween, 31st of October, are the major days. And they both have sexual implications as the... Uh, as the spring or rebirth of nature and the harvest festivals. Baptism is a ceremony of glorifying the one being baptized to uh, mock the Christian religion. So it's a very important day, and October 31st marks the end and the beginning of the witch's year and the death and destruction associated with winter. This time, groups involved with black magic or Satanism believe the power of the underworld is released and spirits are free to roam and may be conjured more easily. Those into witchcraft and Satanism, uh, they take it as their responsibility, not only for themselves personally, but for the betterment of the world under Satan. And they believe Satan is its savior, freeing men from the limitations and the, um, the legalism of Christianity. What Fred just said, we can see now more than ever in America, in the culture. When we see the, the anger and the hatred of biblical Christianity, when we see that, we realize there are people that not only hate what we believe, but they also are embracing the enemy of what we believe. Literally, there are those that believe what Fred just said is absolutely true. There are those that believe that Satan really has the answer. Now, I know you may be listening, and, and over the years I've dealt with this. You're sitting there thinking, you know, there are so many things wrong. I just want to have a little fun and with my kids and have them dress up and go to the neighbors, get some candy. And I understand that. I really do. But I want you to think about it a little bit more and consider the wisdom of a man now in his 90s who has taught the Bible all of his life, most of his life, and is well-trained, Ph.D. from Dallas Seminary, and has worked with hundreds and hundreds of believers who have come under spiritual attack. Here's what Dr. Dickinson had to say. Well, I suggest that they look into it a little more thoroughly and find out what it's really about, rather than just saying, oh, this is nothing, Christians are just getting upset, these these tight people and their tight thinking can't adapt to uh, society as it is. We're taking some joy away from children. I suggest that we, we think about it in this way, that, uh, that there's a definite pagan, a destructively pagan connection to this. In addition to that, then, guide the child into a an activity that's a substitute, not connected uh, with Halloween. It might be on the occasion so that they're uh, prevented from uh, in involving themselves in such things as uh, ghostly stories and dressing up as witches and goblins and so forth. So All Hallows' Eve is a name that was applied to uh, the evening of October 31st. Uh, Halloween was celebrated a, a long ways before All Hallows' Day was put in. It seems that maybe in the 7th century, All Hallows' Day was changed from uh, uh, May 13th to November 1st, probably to coincide with and Christianize a pagan festival of the dead. And uh, the things that happened at that time, the time of the year when all souls departed were supposed to revisit their old homes, to warm themselves by the fire, and, uh, comfort themselves with uh, good cheer provided in the kitchen and the parlor, contact with the people they loved. And please don't you be deceived into believing that your departed loved one can somehow return at a given time and interact with you, communicate with you. That is not biblically sound. But demons can manipulate, they can imitate, and they will do it if you open up the door. 
Now, with Fred, I talk about some of the things that go on at Halloween. And when you begin to understand what's behind these, well, it's eye-opening, to say the least. For example, bonfires are very popular at Halloween. Well, why is that? One of the reasons for bonfires was to attract the dead to keep them away from the home until their journey back into the afterworld. And this was a serious matter to those who practiced the uh, Celtic religion. Uh, Samhain or Samhain, uh, hence Halloween, was the single most important festival uh, concerning the dead to the ancient Celtic world. Bonfires were built, and, and uh, it's evident that they used it for uh, hideous, uh, terrifying rituals. Um, the Celts wanted to know the future, and they believed on this terrible night they could learn it by the uh, use of a ritual in which uh, there was a basket um, containing a human being or an animal was lowered into a fire and uh, burned to death. And it was believed by the Celts that uh, by watching the victim die in the fire, they'd able to, they were able to see the, the uh, signs of the future as the sacrificial victim passed into the next world. And it's really a hideous time. Today, witchcraft people who say they aren't Satan worshippers, and true, they don't say they worship Satan, uh, but uh, behind this, they worship demons. They worship the, the male horned god and the female god associated with Venus, goddess of sex and hunt. They pull down Diana, that's the full moon. Uh, they pull down this power to use it, they think, for good purposes, actually the advancement of their causes. Now, as far as children going out and dressing up and gathering candy, first of all, the candy's not too hot for them. It is associated with a pagan holiday. Third, if, if they do allow the children to go out, Christian parents ought to remind the children they are out for a fun time, and this is not primarily Halloween. If they want to dress up like um, a pirate or an old lady, but not witches, not demons, not goblins. Uh, I know people who have gone uh, through these things to be affected. The ancient Celtic uh, ritual of Halloween has been, uh, as practiced in America today, is pagan in origin and innately linked with the occult, uh, against which the Bible has much to say. Now, there's a great deal more we could share. We're running short of time. Let me extend to you an invitation, and that is, if you would like a PDF copy that we can email to you that gives a, a brief history of Halloween, as well as some verses that you really need to know as you consider how you're going to go about dealing with the hype that comes with Halloween in our country. Uh, if you would like uh, that, uh, please email me, john at livetheword.org, and we will uh, send you the link and give you a PDF that gives you, again, the history, some verses, and some practical advice. That's uh, simply john at livetheword.org and we will make sure that that gets back to you as soon as possible. Now, I agree with Fred in terms of other options. Do something fun. We as a family went and spent an evening in a, in a hotel that had a swimming pool when our children were younger just to give an option, have some fun. Fun fall festivals and like the churches are doing, uh, that's, uh, that's a really great option. But one of the questions that always comes up this time of the year is, well, we can see the pagan origins of Halloween. What about the pagan origins of Christmas? The pagan origin of, say, the Christmas tree? Well, there's a great deal of difference between a tree uh, that is used to uh, celebrate a season of the year and an actual holiday in which there was sacrifice. Celebrating along with pagans the antithesis of Christianity. 
I think we need to realize that it is a pre-witchcraft and pre-Satanism uh, evangelization in their point of view. It's introducing something that's fun in games, and then it isn't fun in games. I have talked to satanic ritual abuse victims who have uh, been horribly violated, and on their uh, on their birthdays as well. Uh, some of them live in perpetual fear until they're freed by Christ. And I'm not talking just about coming to know Christ as Savior. I'm talking about uh, professional counseling and pastoral counseling that uh, takes some time to loosen the bonds and the strongholds that the enemy has built up. And the enemy is real. And the best thing we can do is to not give him an invitation, especially at this time of the year. There's more information on Halloween and spiritual conflict at LiveTheWord.org. And again, if you'd like a copy, the PDF copy with an overview of Halloween and some verses and practical advice, uh, send me an email, john at LiveTheWord.org. Thanks for listening.